This is Mesa Verde Voices, a show from KSJD Community Radio and Mesa Verde National Park. And here's what we're all about. This show takes the ancient past of the Southwest and connects it with all kinds of things in today's world. Art, science, people, culture. And in this season, we're talking about possibly the most connective source in the world today, the internet. And I'm your host, Kayla Woodward, national park traveler, huge fan of indigenous history, and also huge fan of the internet. I worked as a seasonal ranger at Mesa Verde National Park on the social media team in 2016 and 2017, and it really got me interested in how the internet fits into the world of national parks and public lands, and also how it's being used as a tool by indigenous and First Nations peoples across North America to tell their own stories. So today, let's start with the story of a Facebook post. This is Christy Shelley, Chief of Interpretation and Visitor Services at Mesa Verde National Park. And today we're jumping back to June 2017. So in 2017, Christy was my boss at Mesa Verde, and we were looking at writing a post for the park Facebook page for LGBTQ Pride Month. We wanted to do two things with this post. One was to celebrate the diverse people in the LGBTQ community across the world to let them know that they were welcome and have a place in all national parks. And the other was to highlight real people relevant to the park itself. The purpose of Mesa Verde National Park is really just to share the story of ancestral public culture and their descendants. Here's the gist of the post. For thousands of years, indigenous people across the North American continent have observed and honored more than simply two genders of people. There are many different words for this concept, a different one in each indigenous language. And for the sake of unifying these identities, an umbrella term was adopted. That term is two-spirit. Actually, first, let's take a step back here. A two-spirit person is one who is believed to carry both the male and female spirit. They are believed to see the world through both spirits, both sets of eyes. This is Brenda. My name is Brenda M. Atencio, and my Tewa name is Tunsawe, which means blue basket. I was named after my great aunt on my grandmother's side of the family. I come from Okeowinge, known as Village of the Strong. Okeowinge is one of the present-day pueblos in New Mexico that trace their heritage back to Mesa Verde. And Brenda herself is a two-spirit. For myself, I feel that I am neither male nor female. I am a spirit being that is drawn to both. Physically, my body may be female, but spiritually and mentally, I lean more towards the male spirit, but I have a respect and an understanding of all. And just like in societies across the rest of the continent, two spirits have been revered in the Pueblo since the beginning. Two spirits have been in existence since time immemorial. They existed among their community members peacefully without any hatred or discrimination. They were accepted for who they were and who they are and participated like any other tribal member, whether it was cooking, cleaning, hunting, fishing, gathering, plastering, helping their people on a daily basis, or serving in a more revered and respected position. My grandmother used to talk about a man who lived his life as a woman and used to live next door to their family. She said he was a kui which in our language means lady man. 
My grandma said that she was very respected and was treated well by everyone that she met and they welcomed her. When European groups first made contact with the Pueblos in the 1500s, this observance of two-spirit beings was not well received by the Spanish and Catholic priests. It became a witch hunt to destroy and kill what was different, a culture of a people that was, that was not understood at that time. The people were taught that being a homosexual was a sin against God, the new spirit that they were being forced to worship. This was the indigenous people's first encounter and knowledge of the word homosexual. This is something that they were not taught, nor did the word sin exist. Two-spirit beings had never been persecuted or punished for their gift. And because of this, they were driven into hiding or denying their two-spirit identities. Despite this adversity, two-spirit people like Brenda are still a part of Pueblo culture today, just as they are in other indigenous communities across the continent. There is absolutely nothing wrong with us. We are exactly who we're supposed to be. We are two-spirit beings with the ability to see the world through both sets of eyes, as a woman, as a man. Kuiwa Sengwa in our language, which means exactly that. As a woman, as a man, we are able to see the world and we should be respected and accepted for our gift, not feared or labeled derogatorily. So when I heard about the story of Two Spirits, it really impressed me how much these people were revered, celebrated, and accepted within their cultures. So back to the Facebook post. And the story of Two Spirits really, I felt, was a good example of how we can learn about cultures and consider how we as an American people can be inclusive and embrace diversity. The initial response to this post was great. People commented saying they appreciated learning about this part of Pueblo culture, and some Pueblo people commented with additional information, like one man who commented with the term for Two-Spirit in the Keras language. However, late the following night, we started seeing some negative comments popping up on the post, some claiming that there aren't more than two genders, some insulting gender-diverse people as a whole, and some that stated that this isn't the type of information that national parks should be talking about. And that really got me thinking, what should the national parks be talking about? The National Park Service is the nation's storyteller. That's Brian. So my name is Brian Forrest. I teach at Indiana University. My title is Lecturer in Outdoor Recreation, Parks, and Human Ecology. I met Brian at Mesa Verde in 2016. We worked together as rangers. The, the National Park Service, that they have a, an obligation to tell the whole range of stories that are embedded in the places. Brian has been a park ranger in eight different parks over the last 40 years. And something that I really love is his approach to social media and the national parks. Certainly, social media has become a way for the public to access information, but also to experience and then share experiences. Social media provides an opportunity to access a population that may not look like me, an old white guy, um, but also a way to learn from uh, those new users. So I asked Brian about that comment that popped up on the Facebook post, the one saying that the National Park Service shouldn't be posting about this. If we are the nation's storyteller, if we do believe in uh, our mandate to tell all stories, particularly those that are hidden from the past, 
then it is absolutely what we should be doing. And when we receive the, the negative, you know, the Park Service shouldn't be doing that, they're advocating a position. It's not advocacy as much as honesty and um, appealing to the breadth of the American public. And this is something that I asked Christy about, too. It's actually something that we talked about a lot after we wrote the post last year. Our jobs are to inspire discovery. The story of the LGBT community is a story of diversity, strength, courage, love, and pride. And the post really was meant to encourage dialogue and ask people to consider engaging with people that are different from ourselves. And Christy also mentioned that inclusivity is kind of inherently a part of Mesa Verde as a national park. You know, the creation of Mesa Verde National Park in our enabling legislation, it really was about inclusivity because Mesa Verde National Park was created as the first cultural park to preserve the works of man, which that's that, those are, that's wording in our enabling legislation. But it was really about recognizing the fact that these cultural sites and places have a place in the story of our heritage as a people in, in, in our country. And so, you know, I feel like it was inclusive to just even think about creating Mesa Verde National Park. With hundreds of thousands of followers across various social media channels, national parks are experiencing an interesting time of evolution and adaptation in order to stay connected and relevant with the public that they serve. We really want people to see themselves in our national park and know that they're all welcome and invited to be there. And that's by showing, you know, the different faces. Like it's not, you know, it's just not all white history. There's there's a diversity here and diversity of ideas. In some ways, it can be more challenging to reach out to such a broad audience on the internet. But this also provides opportunity to reach people who may not know what a national park is or that may not know they have a place in the parks. Mesa Verde National Park and all parks in the system are working to make sure that they use social media as a tool to demonstrate this inclusion. And so when we do our job well, we have the ability to deepen understanding, connect people and help them care about their national park sites, and most importantly, create conversations around topics and issues that matter. Because that's important that people see themselves in their national parks. And I asked Brenda about this too, how she felt about Mesa Verde National Park sharing the story of two-spirit beings on their social media channels. I think the story of two-spirited beings should be told and shared. We exist. We are among the people every day, living and breathing, praying for our people, participating in dances and sacred ceremonies, seeing through both sets of eyes, knowing and understanding both male and female spirits. How do you begin to change the attitude and the hatred of a people towards two-spirited people? by education and by talking about the history, the past and the present, and by bringing to conversation the uncomfortable. That is the only way to build for a better future and a tribal understanding and respect for all people. Our show is produced and edited by me, Kayla Woodward, with additional recording by Tom Yoder and Robert Dobry of KSJD Community Radio, Robert Woodward, and Steve Chavez of Chavez Recording Studio in Espanola. Special thanks to Jalevi Denipa-Cook for research this season. 
even during her move to Hilo, Hawaii, to pursue her master's degree. To see additional content for this episode, including a link to the Two Spirits Facebook post, visit mesaverdevoices.org. And check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Mesa Verde Voices is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. It's produced in partnerships with Mesa Verde National Park and the Mesa Verde Museum Association, with additional support from the Ballantine Family Fund, Aramark, and Concept360.